All right, so um, in football, in football, um, or in soccer, or whatever, whatever game, whatever, whatever you're playing, how advantageous is it for you to know your opponent's game plan? Um, how beneficial is it if you're gonna, if you're on the field? How beneficial is it to know what play the offense is going to implement? So John has already told us what the ultimate narrative uh, of, of creation, of God's story, uh, is actually all about. It's not primarily about saving you from hell. It's not principally about forgiving you and bringing you into his kingdom, although all, that's, all that is true. Um, John has already told us in chapter 3, verse 8, that the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Jesus took on flesh to crush Satan and to, revo to reverse all of Satan's work. And there's two places in the New Testament where Jesus talks specifically about his church. And in one of those places, Matthew 16, Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So Jesus was indicating there in Matthew that we, that his church, is with him in this war against Satan, this mission to destroy the devil and to destroy the devil's work. So how advantageous is it for us to know Satan's strategy? That's what John gives us here in, um, in the, this fourth chapter of, uh, of John. So first point, if you're going to know, if you're going to go into battle with your enemy, first you ought to know who your enemy is, right? You need to know who you're going to be on the field with. Um, the spirit of the Antichrist is already in the world. Notice what John says, uh, the second half of verse 3 and moving into verse 4. The spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard, is coming, and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Verse 4, John speaks of God's enemy, and he says, He who is in the world, he who has union with the world. There are several places, as I was preparing for this, um, where I just kind of got the, the chills, the, um, you know, that, 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 that ebgebie kind of feeling. Um, and, and this is one of the places. Think about this for a second. John says that in a similar way that, that God gives us his spirit and puts his spirit inside of us, so the enemy is inside the world. He who is in you is greater than he who is in union with the world. For John, you, are, you either have the spirit of Christ, that is the Holy Spirit, or you have the spirit of the Antichrist. But not only that, the spirit of the Antichrist works 
any time that truth claims do not flow from or align with the gospel. So let's go back and read the first half of verse 3. Every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This word acknowledge in the Greek is a compound word, um, and it doesn't mean anything about something that comes out of your mouth. It's not a, it's not a verbal confession. Um, the, the word here um, means one-minded. It means of the same logic. So the test that John is giving us, the test of what comes from God and what is from the Antichrist is, is not simply will the teacher say out loud, Jesus came in the flesh. The test is this. Is this teaching, is this logic of one mind with? Is it congruent with? Is it built upon? Does it flow from the basic truths of the gospel? It says it right here in verse 3. Every spirit that does not confess Jesus, that is, every spirit, every ounce of truth that does not flow from the gospel, does not have the same logic of Christ, that is, of not, that is not of one mind with the gospel, is not from God. Antichrist teaching is not blatantly pro-devil. It is anything that isn't one-minded with the gospel. But not only that, uh, the spirit of the Antichrist um, also dominates the world, John teaches us. So in verse 5, John is speaking of the false prophets sourced by evil spirits who don't confess Jesus. And he says they are from the world and therefore they speak from the viewpoint of the world, the world that is indwelt by the evil one. And the world listens to them. In other words, the world is wrapped around his finger. Speaking of the false teachers that are trying to divide the church to create apostasy, remember the original context, uh, their tactic isn't to teach new novel ideas to these believers. Their tactic is simply to teach the ideas, the presuppositions that the world around them already accepts to be true. The reason the world listens to the false teachers is because what the false, the false teaching that they are espousing resonates with what they already assume in the world at large. Listen to how listen to what John is going to say later on in John chapter five verse nineteen about the world. He says the whole world, the whole world, is under the control of the evil one. God and Satan. Both have spirits who somehow produce, who somehow bring about, who somehow encourage teaching in and through other people. And John is clearly teaching that just like God sends out his Holy Spirit to bring about gospel transformation in and through people, so God's enemy also sends out spirits who somehow 
through humans bring about teachings that are anything other than gospel. All right, so first point, know your enemy. Second point, know your enemy's strategy. Let's look at the tactic. Let's look at the strategy here. So follow me. Follow me if you can. Um, Because God sends out his spirit to bring about confessions of Jesus, to bring about gospel transformation, that's verse 2, so that the spirit, so just in the same way, the spirit of the Antichrist, also known as the spirit of falsehood in verse 6, the one who is currently in the world, verse 4, so he also sends out his spirits, verses 1 and 3. And those spirits somehow bring about false prophecy and false teaching, verse 1, which is bent on teaching anything but the gospel, verse 3. This teaching that is sourced by the enemy, it is not first and foremost identified by what it confesses. It is only identified by what it refuses to confess, namely the gospel. In other words, the teaching is not blatantly pro-devil. It is anti-gospel. From what I can tell in the Bible and in life, it is not Satan's primary strategy to fill the world with ideas and teachings that are specifically and blatantly pro-devil. It is, however, his strategy, to fill the world with teachings, ideas, and philosophies built on anything other than the gospel. So, let me say that another way. Satan is not going to show up uh, on your porch dressed as the grim, grim reaper wanting to sit and dialogue about metaphysics. It's not his go-to tactic to show up and talk about ultimately ultimate reality for a while. His primary point of attack is not to send Richard Dawkins uh, or some middle-aged philosophy professor to get you to, da- to doubt the nature of God. It is Satan's strategy, however, to surround us with a prevailing culture with a river of thought, with a worldview that drip by drip teaches us, teaches us hellish things as if they were common sense. Satan fills the world with his teachings in a way that the world thinks that they thought of it, in a way that the world resonates with, in a way the world describes as something that just has to be true. Verse 5, they are from the world. They speak from the viewpoint of the world. And the world listens to them. When someone believes any message 
from any worldview other than the gospel, they think that they are simply agreeing with the truth that their society has determined, but in fact, they are believing the lies of Satan. Satan presents these lies inside, inside the wrappings of our own cultures, inside the wrapping of our own presuppositions. Ephesians 2, um, Paul uh, gives us this, you'll recognize that when I read it, this very famous uh, description. He says, As for you, um, you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you once lived when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. When we are dead in our sins, we were following the course of this world, is what Paul says. Um, we, didn't understand our, we, didn't, we didn't understand ourselves as disciples of Satan. We just lived like the world. And the Bible teaches that when we float down the lazy river of the prevalent culture, we are being led along by the enemy who is taking us to death. Satan is a liar. He is not forthright. He is not honest. Satan does not tell people that they are following him into death when they follow the common thinking of the day. Satan's strategy is to fill the world with teaching that the world thinks of as common sense, as normal, as obvious. His strategy is not pro-devil. It is anti-gospel. Not only that, but the most prevalent form of antichrist in our culture is religion. When we hear antichrist, when we hear terms like spiritual warfare, what context typically comes to the, for, to the, to the front of our mind? My mind doesn't, tip, uh, doesn't tend to go to places where the antichrist is most prevalent. You know, atheism is antichrist. Secularism is antichrist. Satanism is antichrist. But biblically speaking, the most prevalent face of anti antichrist is religion. It is legalism. It is the idea that you can or that you have to earn God's love with your works, with your actions. Is the teaching or the idea that I have to earn my salvation with my works one-minded with the truth that Christ came in the flesh? No. Legalism, religion, earning God's love is the most prevalent denial of Jesus as the Messiah. Yet, in fear of the world, we run towards religion. Listen, Satan isn't trying to make you delight over child sacrifice and serial killings. He is very content with making you a nice, normal member of society as long as you live that life in your own strength 
without looking to Jesus, never depending on God's grace. You can be a a loving husband uh, and a good boyfriend as long as your motivation for being loving and sacrificial is something other than the gospel. Satan is quite okay for you to bestow the virtues of forgiveness, love, and charity as long as those virtues flow from your selfish desire to be seen as forgiving, loving, and charitable. Think about this. Which group of people did Jesus call the children of the devil in John's gospel? Even in our our day, in our day, I should say, as was in the day of Jesus, there are people, uh, there were people sacrificing their children to the devil. Do you understand that? But who were the children of the devil in John's gospel? They were the Jewish, believer, the Jewish leaders who believed in God, who believed in holiness, who believed in righteousness, who believed that they could earn God's love through their righteousness. They, Jesus said, are the children of the devil. They are the legalists. Which of the twelve disciples was the most vocal in his opposition to Jesus' sufferings, to Jesus' death on the cross? Opposed to the idea that Jesus would have to cleanse him and and, and die for him? It was Peter, right? And who gets called Satan by Jesus in Matthew 16? Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. He says it to Peter. Peter was opposed to Jesus dying on the cross. Religion, legalism, earning your own righteousness, rejecting the need for Jesus to die for you, this is the most prevalent form of Antichrist. Satan is not pro-devil. He is anti-cross. Do you get that? The most prevalent form of Antichrist is religion. The belief, the pressure that I have to do this and I have to do that. And if I do that, I will earn righteousness. All right. So we should know our enemy. We should know our enemy's strategy. Um, Third, let's know our defense. One of... One of his tactics to get us to believe, verse 1, and to listen to, verse 6, false teaching, Satan wants us to live out of a worldview that is not built on Jesus and is not flowing from the gospel. But John provides us with this defense so that we are not blindsided by his text. He says, um, says, stay aware of the whole situation. There is always more going on than meets the eye. Notice how John assumes a connection between spirits and teachers in verse 1. John tells us to to test the spirits when uh, interfacing with teachers. 
the teachers are not, and the teachers here are not just religious teachers. Um, they're not just college professors. Uh, uh, teachers um, are uh, are prevalent in our culture through our TV, through our music, through uh, through through conversation with the people on the street. And John is saying that there is more going on than meets the eye. Even right now, there is more than going on, more going on than meets the eye. In some way, the Spirit of Truth is using His Spirit, God's Spirit, to use me to talk to you. There is always more going on than meets the eye. When it comes to false teachers to the messages of this world, to the prevailing narrative of our culture, to the hot-button social and political issues of our day, to those uh, items that are assumed or agreed upon, assumed and agreed upon standards of our conduct. In all of these, we must be aware that there is always more going on than meets the eye. It's not just... When you're watching that movie, it's not just a movie. It's not just a song. It's not just a game. It's not just an idea. It's not just a philosophy. It's not just a moral teaching. Anytime ideas, teachings, or truth claims are being assumed or made anytime, there is more going on than meets the eye. And in our defense against the enemy's strategy, we must be aware of the whole situation. But more so, we must be confident in our defender. Verse 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. The false teachers the spirits not from God, the Antichrist, you have overcome them. Because the one that is in you is greater than the one that is in this world. Verse 5, they are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. Verse 6, we are from God, children of God. And whoever knows God listens to us. Our confidence is based on this. The ultimate narrative of our lives, the ultimate narrative of this world, of, the, of history, the ultimate narrative of the Bible is not us versus Satan. It is God versus Satan. It is Christ versus Antichrist. We can be confident for this one reason. The victorious one, victorious one, lives inside of us. John clearly tells us that Christians are from God, are born of God, have the Spirit of God inside of them. And this point is not about you. This point is about what has been done to you. Verse 4, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. 
because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. On our own, we are these little children going up against the source of all evil in the world. If it is Satan versus us, we lose every time. But it is not Satan versus us. It is Satan versus Christ in us. And because of that, we will overcome. We will be victorious. We will win. Because it is not Satan versus a little child. It is Satan versus a little child with a massive lion inside. Listen, there is no exhortation here other than this. Be confident in what he has done for you and who he is inside of you. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Let's pray. Holy God and Heavenly Father, um, we uh, thank you um, that uh, though the enemy uh, had our minds and had our hearts veiled from the gospel, that you remove the veil, that you have put your spirit inside of us, that you have given us new hearts that love your gospel, that you continue to work to validate your gospel uh, inside our hearts, causing us to love you more, to see the beauty of Jesus more, and to live more and more in, lines with, in line with the truth of your gospel. We thank you that you brought us from death to life, from darkness to light, from guilt to righteousness, from orphaned to beloved children. Thank you that you persevere us, that you sustain us. Uh, thank you, uh, King Jesus, that you are the mighty victor, and we are united with you in victory. Um, we pray that we would go confidently this week, um, united to our great defender, uh, you, King Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.